today I wanted to talk to you about surviving in small business. You could be an e-commerce, retail, or a local service provider with 150 employees. Whichever, however, whatever, you've got to know how to keep your business alive during economic recessions. Anytime the cash flow in business in large and small amounts starts to tighten up, the money manage of, management of the business has to run a tight ship. Some of the things you can do in, to include protecting yourself from expenditures made on sudden impulses. We've all bought merchandise or services that we really didn't need simply because we were in the mood or perhaps um, advertising persuasive has gotten to us. Um, or the salesperson was very persuasive. Then we sort of wake up a couple of days later and we find that we've committed hundreds of dollars of business funds for an item or a service that's not really essential to the success of our own business. Um, and it's really pressing on us that we've spent those dollars. If you're incorporated, you can in eliminate these impulse purchases by including in your bylaws a clause that states, all purchasing decisions over a certain amount are contingent upon the approval of the board of directors. This will force you not to make any kind of impulse buys in business. Um, it gets rid of the considerable cost of those impulse buys, and it may be a reminder to keep things on the smaller purchases. If your business is a partnership, you can state when faced with a buying decision that all purchases are contingent on the purchase of the item by a third party or one of your department heads or even one of your suppliers. If your business is a sole proprietorship, you don't have much to really worry about because you're individual. You have three days to think about your purchase and then you can nullify that purchase if you think you really don't need it or your business can't really afford it. While you think you cannot afford it, be sure that you don't get shortchanged yourself as with professional services. This would apply especially during the time of an emergency. Anytime you commit yourself or move ahead without completely investigating all the different angles and preparing yourself for all the contingencies that arise. You're skating on thin ice. Regardless of the cost involved, it always pays off in the long run to seek out the advice of an expert, professional, experienced professional before embarking on a plan that could ruin you. As an example, an experienced business consultant can fill um, you in on stock exchanges, getting a professional 1244 stock Stock category is a simple process, but one with tremendous benefits to your business. The 1244 stock uh, encourages investors to put equal capital into your business because in the event of a loss, amounts of the entire sum of the investment can be written off in the current year. With the 1244 clause, any losses would have to be spread out over several years, and this, of course, would greatly lessen the attractiveness of your company's stock. Any business owner who has five to 1244 um, has an effective cut of from 90% of the prospective investors. Particularly when sales are down, you must be hard-nosed. Um, trying not to get luxuries for your business at that point. When business is booming, you undoubtedly will allow salespeople to show off your new models or your equipment that will allow them to sell more of the new line of products. But when business is down, skip in the entertaining frills and chills and concentrate on the basics. Great care must be taken, however, 
whatever to maintain courtesy and allow these sellers to consider you as a friend or to call back at another time. Your company's books should always reflect the way that you're thinking and whoever maintains them should generate that information according to your policies. Thus, you should hire an outside accountant or accounting firm to figure your return or your investment, as well as turn over your accounts and receivable inventory. Such an audit or survey should focus on the depth of every item in your financial statement that merits special attention. In this way, you'll probably uncover any potential financial problems before they become readily apparent and certainly before they could get out of hand. Many small companies set up advisory boards outside of the professional people. These are sometimes known as the power circles, and in one place, um, a business always the business always benefits, especially in the times of short operating capital. Such an advisory board or power circle should include an attorney, a certified accountant, civic lead, club leaders, owners or managers of a business similar to yours, and a right, retired executives. Setting up such an advisory board of directors is really quite easy because most people you think would be honored to serve. Once your board is set up, you should meet once a month and present material for review. Each meeting should be discussed of your personal problems and not the input and input from your advisors relative to the possible situations. These members of your board um, will offer advice and alternatives and provide you information objectively. No formal decisions need to be made either before or during the board meeting or as a result of them, but you should be able to gain more insight from the suggestions that you hear. You will find out that most of your customers have money to pay at least some of what they owe you immediately to keep them current and the number of accounts receivable in your files to a minimum. You should call on the phone and ask them for some sort of explanation while they're, why they're falling behind. If you should develop such a habit uh, to do this in your operating schedule, you'll find invoices will magically draw uh, to the front of the piles of the bills that are paid. While maintaining a courteous attitude, you don't have to hesitate too much of a nice guy when it comes to collecting money. Sometimes something else that is a very good business practice, but very few business owners do it methodically, is building a credit credit rating with their local banks. Particularly when you have good cash flow, you should borrow $100 to $1,000 from your banks every 90 days bearing an account and pay it back and at least a month or so before the due date. By doing this, you will increase the borrowing power of your signature and strengthen your ability to obtain uh, needed financials on a short notice. This is the kind of business leverage that will be of great value to you whenever your cash position becomes less favorable in your business. By all means, join your industry's local and national trade associations. Most of these organizations have a wealth of information available on everything from details on your competitors to average industry sales figures, new products, and trends. If you're given a membership certificate or a wall plaque, you should display it in your office. Customers like to see seals of approvals and feel additional confidence in your business when you do see them. Still, another thing that is often overlooked, if at all possible, you should have your spouse work in the business with you for at least three to four weeks a year. This important thing is for any reason that you're not available to run your business, that your spouse can step in and be familiar with certain people and situations in your business.
These people should include your attorney, your consultants, your advisors, your creditors, and your major suppliers. The long-term advantages you get will be greatly outweighed by the short-term inconvenience. Many people share responsibility and time entirely, which in most cases is even uh, more desirable. Whenever you can and as often as you need, take advantage of whatever kind of free business consulting is available. The Small Business Administration published many excellent book lists, checklists, and brochures on quite a large variety of businesses. These publications are available through the U.S. government printing offices. Most local universities and private organizations hold seminars at a minimal cost and often don't charge you. You should also take advantage of these services offered by your local bank or library. The important thing about running a small business is to know the direction in which you're heading with that business, to know the day-to-day -day basics. You want to know the progress that you're making in the direction that you're going with your small business, to be aware of what your competitors are doing and practice good money management at all times. All this will prepare you to recognize the potential for when problems do arrive in, in your small business. In order to survive a small business, regardless of the economic climate, it is essential to surround yourself with smart people and practice good, sound business management at all times. I am Christy Ogle with Sometimes Spouse. Sometimes you need a spouse without the hassle. These are just some small business tips that you can use in whatever business that you are running. Have an amazing day, guys. Bye-bye.